Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. This is a Rocket Room production. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Michael the Hebrew Hammer Brown, and this is another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shake the Dream Take podcast. Uh, tonight we are celebrating here on Locker Room with a 114 to 110 victory for your, our, America's Houston Rockets. Lucas, always good to hear from you, my dude. Once again, the Houston Rockets win tonight 114. To 110, we hope everybody out there listening to the show had an absolutely fantastic weekend. Uh, it was absolutely spectacular leading off the week with a win tonight against the Orlando Magic. The Rockets improved their record to 15 and 42. The Orlando Magic Im- dropped their record to 18 and 39. So as people come in to find this, Post game show, go ahead and throw a comment down if you would like to talk with me here tonight. We should have Mr. Raymond Lucas joining the show here uh, soon. Jake, always good to hear from you, my man. Anybody who wants to come on and talk a little Rockets basketball, we are, our phone lines are open. So go ahead and hit the microphone button to request to speak. We will get you in here on the show this evening. For the Orlando Magic tonight uh, in the box score category, uh, Mr. Okichi, their power forward, had 14 points. Uh, Carter Jr. had 11. Cole Anthony had 16. Gary Harris had 16. Uh, Dwayne Bacon, nice player for them, 22 points. Mo Bamba, 11 points and 9 rebounds. For the Houston Rockets, uh, Kelly Olenek, another spectacular game, 39 minutes played, 24 points, 7 rebounds. Jay Sean Tate, 14 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. We're going to get to his uh, performance in a little more depth here in a few. Uh, the Christian Wood, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 4 of 9 from the three-point line. He did shoot 9 of 18 from the field as well, 3 assists. Uh, had a great game tonight. Avery Bradley, for some unknown reason, got to play 34 minutes tonight, two of eight from the field for seven points. Um, now, K or excuse me, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, this evening was a uh, lot of foul trouble. He ended up fouling out with about six minutes left in the game, uh, but he had a fantastic game as well, 22 points, seven assists. Armani Brooks, my dude, my man from the University of Houston, 26 minutes on the court. It was great to get him as many minutes as we did. And he had 16 points, five of six from the field. Uh, K.J. Martin Jr., six points, 22 minutes on the court. 
DJ Wilson, no points, 0 of 5 from the field. So unfortunately, he had a rough go of it from the uh, field this evening. Did give us some solid minutes on the defensive end. However, it looks like the room is starting to grow. So thank you all so much for hopping in on this Sunday evening here celebrating a Houston Rockets win. And it looks like we got my dude, Mr. Raymond Lucas. What's up, sir? Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, man. I am just living the dream. Rockets win. It was a beautiful weekend. How are you, sir? It's been a while since you and I have talked. I know. it's It's been a really long time. I think the last time we talked, I guaranteed a win. And then the Rockets went on a very long losing streak. So I, I think I was serving a suspension or something. Well, I mean, it's good to have you back. Uh your writing has been spectacular on the website, by the way. So mazel tov to you on that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, your thoughts on uh, tonight's game real quick before we get into some of the details, just overall. Uh, I think it was really nice seeing a young team close a game because it's two. It's like young teams always fight. They always make it competitive, but sometimes they struggle to close. And tonight we've seen two young teams. So someone has to close, and I'm glad that it was the Rockets. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I mean, there was some stuff that I, I love tonight. Jay Sean's hate, like, hashtag be right back. I'm going to go order uh, Jay Sean Tate jersey in every single uh, kit that the Rockets have. He just gets better and better, man. Like, just night in and night out, his game is improving game in and game out. It's spectacular to watch. Yeah, I don't blame you for getting that jersey. I think it's going to be very popular very soon, but. It's really cool seeing, like I was saying, the young team thing. Um, these are guys who we probably wouldn't have seen get a chance to shine if the team was still a contender. But since the team is rebuilding, we get to see guys like Jay Sean Tate have big nights and guys like Armani Brooks have big nights. It's just a, re- a really cool thing to see because I think these are players that will help uh, later into the rebuild. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as we get some more people here into the room, um, if you guys would like to hop on with me and the legend himself, Raymond Lucas, go ahead and hit the speaker button, and we will bring you on to uh, the show. Um, and we would love to have we would love to have you guys on. Um, yeah, you know what, man, Christian Wood, I thought was was good tonight. I thought he I thought he played a really good game too. I mean, Orlando, Orlando sucks, right? Like, let's not mince words, you and I, because you know we we keep it real here at the Dream Take. Mm-hmm. Orlando's awful. But I think we're just a little less awful than they are. And I feel like tonight was a good win in the the, the movement forward, if you will. Do, do you agree with uh, with that sentiment? Or were you hoping for a loss tonight, candidly? Uh, no, I definitely agree with you. Because I think when you're rebuilding, obviously you're going to lose a lot of games. But there's just some games where if you lose, there's going to be memes all over social media and all that. Like, they lost to the Magic. So it's... Really cool to see them get this one because that would have been a very bad loss. We now have another legend himself from across <laughs> the pond, uh, Mr. Jake Mountford. Jake, What's you are on with uh, the Hebrew Hammer and Mr. Ray Lucas. How are you, sir? I'm good. You guys good? Yep. Oh, you know, the Astros got killed today, but I think we're doing okay <laughs> yeah. with this Rockets yeah. uh, win. What are your thoughts on this game, my man? Uh, I mean, it's entertaining, you know, like, Tate doing, you know, what he's always been doing, which is playing hard on both ends. I was going to highlight a certain thing, though, is I think Houston's bench, like, in the past few games has been quite poor. If you look on the past few games, 
And then you see someone like Armani Brooks, you know, who's shooting lights out for the whole game. Once our team's fully healthy and, you know, Gordon back and everything like that, I think we start seeing some, you know, some real scoring from our bench. And I think that's important for Houston, you know, moving forward. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's also important to note that this team is playing currently without Sterling Brown, David Nwaba. Um, people forget about David Nwaba. Uh, Eric Gordon and Daniel House. Like, I feel like this team is not the worst team in the league. It's not even close. But I feel like Armani Brooks is going to be a guy that is going to be a rocket for years to come. I think he's everything that we're looking for. What do you think, Ray? Yeah, I definitely agree because it's hard to find great shooters that don't really seem to get too cold. Like, you see guys that get streaky. Uh, Danny Green recently, once he gets cold, it's like it gets really bad. But with Armani, he just looks like he's shooting with confidence. And I think that comes in where it's not a big thing whether you win or lose. And so you're kind of seeing that through him. I think he'll be definitely like a six-man role as this team gets better in the future. Yeah, Jake, what, what do you think about watching this game tonight? Mo Bamba would have been a perfect rocket, by the way. Like, that guy. Mm. I, I like Mo Bamba. I'm a big fan of Mo Bamba. Um, but I'm a – Jay Sean Tate needs to be in, in talks for Rookie of the Year. Uh, they were talking about it on the broadcast tonight. But Jay Sean Tate, he's played every single game. The dude just comes out, balls out. Like, I feel like he should be in the in the talk of, of Rookie of the Year. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think that – the reason he's not being talked much is just because, you know, he's not all offense. Like he's, his defensive game is so impressive. And like, he, he really just, you know, for the whole game, he is like working as hard as he can, you know, gets really important steals. Like the, like the commentary said today, like he, he got the block on one end. And when I got the two points in the other end, like that's, he is one of the most important players in the team. And that for me is rookie of the year because, if you're doing it on both ends and you're helping team win games, then, you know, what more do you want from him? Yeah, Ray, do you think that Armani Brooks is that dude who plays pickup at LA Fitness and you get him on your team and he'll just score like 15 points by himself and he's part of your squad that you keep on the court and just run the entire afternoon session? Is that Armani Brooks? Because I yeah, feel like it is. It's all going to be deep threes. <laughs> They're oh. all. He's just going to be red hot the whole game. I see him. He just seems like the type of player who comes in, like some shorts, compression pants, maybe a long sleeve, and Facts. just dominates without breaking a sweat the whole game. It's crazy. Yeah, he definitely has that that swagger to him, and I feel like there's a, you know reading Twitter tonight, right? Like the three of us do. We're we're on Twitter pretty often. There's enough Rockets fans for me that are wishing for a loss, which I don't I don't feel like even if the Rockets lose every single game from here on out, they still have the same chance at the overall number one pick, which is 18%. I think you need to take the wins where you can get them. This team will lose enough. They needed to win tonight, break the streak, and give these guys something positive to, you know, go into the week with. Jake, do you agree with that or – you know, his, his team lose every single game and ruin Mike Brown's, you know, work week. <laughs> I mean, I, I still want to see wins. Um, like you said, like, you know, I think a win every every now and then is not a bad thing. And especially for the young guys, they don't want to be losing every game, even if 
they're aware of the situation. I I think, you know, getting a win every so often, I think will help their development because, you know, the game where they've tried really hard the whole game, they want to get a victory from that, not to, you know, walk back to the locker room upset of the, you know, the final results. So I, I think I, I'm not the one for losing every game. I've, I've never already understood that, but, you know, uh, you know, win tonight. I think it's going to help those guys in the long run. Just you know, sticking out to the ends and you know, getting that late win. So, I can I also add that? Um, yeah. With there's a lot that's said about the Rockets, um, how they kind of operate the franchise, all that. We've seen that a lot when James Harden and Russell Westbrook was being traded. But one thing that I've really got to take away is that they always compete. Everyone like credits them for how they never folded when the Warriors were on top of the league they always were out there fighting and I think we we're still seeing that right now is that even though the team's not necessarily the best they're still it feels like they're never out of a game unless they're playing like just the best team in the league or something like that but they're always fighting and I think that goes to show that there's a strong culture in Houston and maybe one that doesn't get talked about enough yeah Ray on, on piggybacking on that I think the biggest question for this Rockets team at this point outside of the draft is what to do with Kelly Olenek. What is your take on here on uh, – I almost called the Harden my take. Uh, the Dream Shake, <laughs> the number one podcast for SB Nation's The Dream Shake. I feel like it's going to take a lot of patrons going to Landry's restaurants uh, and casinos of Tillman Fertitas to re-sign Kelly Olenek. Mm-hmm. I think the conversation starts at four years – I think it starts at $40 million. I think it's going to take a four-year, $50 million contract for Kelly Olenek. A, do you think that that's the case? And B, if it is the case, if you're the Rockets, do you give him that type of contract? I think that that sounds about right because he'll get less um, – he'll get offers that have less money but from contenders. So for the Rockets, it's going to take a little more to keep him around. Um, I don't know if I'd give it to him, though, because – I'd like the option of keeping cap space open and cause you never know what could happen. Like we see it time and time again in today's NBA. Like you never know who can suddenly be available for trade, who might opt out of their player option in the summer, or I guess not the, I don't know when free agency technically is this year, but um, just things like that. So I'd like to see them keep the cap space, but I don't know how realistic it is that they get a big name. And so it'd be pretty smart to keep the guys around that are contributing. So that was like a, I didn't really answer the question, but I wouldn't, a lot, Ray. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be my um, first, like, I wouldn't say yes right away to doing it, but I'm also not in that position. I'm on locker room. So, Hey, Jake, you doing that deal Four years, 50 million for one, uh, the Canadian hammer himself, Kelly Olenek. So I like, he's like, his approach to the team, like he, he seems to be like in, like he says, he wants to change the culture. He wants to, you know, make, make Houston a big team again. And if that, if he's, you know, depending on how they go and, you know, like, like Ray said, there's, there's a lot of chart, there's a lot of like stuff you could do in free agency, but I, I would sign it just purely because he seems invested in the team and he's invested in the youth. And, you know, he seems to what it'd be, he seems to want good things for this team. And, you know, you need, you need someone like that in the locker room who's been around for a while with these young guys to help him through this, you know, this tough period of losing a lot of games. Yeah. The Ray, you say you want to keep your, the cap open, right? Yeah. 
the amount of money that this team has currently, and I think it's only going to get more, because after this season, if you look at players that the Rockets received in the James Harden trade as a whole, none of them are going to be signed to contracts after this year. Avery mm-hmm. Bradley comes off the books. Uh, Kelly Olenek is coming off the books. And, you know, 47, you know, future first-round picks don't have a salary at this point. Uh, I Look, you could sign – you know, realistically, you could sign Kelly Olynyk and John Collins and still be saving money for not having James Harden on this team. I'm of the opinion they need to go after both of those guys and fortify your front line. John Collins would be the difference maker to me, but I feel like Kelly Olynyk is playing into a role that you can't afford to lose him, I don't feel like. Yeah, that's a good point. I think what will be interesting about um, if they try to get John Collins and Kelly Olynyk is where they fall in the draft because – if they don't get the number one pick, but they stay within those top four picks and they decide to get a guy like Evan Mobley, then that might kind of change what they plan on doing in free agency. But I do like Kelly Olenek. I like him a lot more than I did before he came to the Rockets. Um, I don't know. I, for some reason, I just didn't like Kelly Olenek. But he's really, I like the way he plays. He plays really patient. He has a, a nice touch on the game. And he went to Gonzaga, I believe. So the, their big men usually are really patient in the post. They do a great job coaching them. But John, I'd love to see John Collins in Houston. That'd be big. Jake, do you feel like – it's so funny watching these games now, right? Because my, my viewpoint has totally taken a 360 turn hmm. where now I don't even know what to root for in the latter part of these games. I'm like, okay – I want you to win, but then I also want you to lose because I want you to get the pick. But that doesn't make sense because you still only get a certain percentage of the number one pick, even if you lose. Like, I'm, I'm lost when, at some <laughs> points. But a win felt good tonight. As a fan, are you in that same boat? Um, I think, like, early on in the season, I think every Rockets fan, I think, had to make that, you know, make the decision that maybe losing games is not as bad as, you know, say, like, last year or whatever. But, I, I mean, my opinion for the past couple of months is that as long as we're competitive every game and, um, you know, not, you know, clearly trying to throw the game. I, I personally, I'm not bothered by it. I, I want to see the guys work hard and the young guys, you know, get time, but I want it to be, at least be competitive. I don't want to be getting blown out every game. So I'm, you know, it, it took me some time to get used to it, but I think, you know, cause we've watched Houston be a winning team in, in you know, in the regular season for so many years, I think it took time to get used to it, but I'm I'm all for it now. I just want to see the young guys play well and just to get this, see this team get better game by game. Uh, Ray, if the Rockets end up getting the second overall pick, um, and if you guys are just tuning in, this is the Dream Take podcast following the Rockets 114-110 win over the Orlando Disney Worlds, um, which is what I will call them now and forever. Uh, second overall pick, who are you taking? Assuming that Kate Cunningham goes first, would you take Evan Mobley? Would you take uh, Jalen Suggs? Would you take uh, Jalen Green? Mm-hmm. Which um, one of those three are you taking? Or somebody else out there that catches your eye? It's it's really tough, but I think I'd go with Evan Mobley because I really like Jalen Suggs. Like I am high on him, but for the long-term sake of the Rockets. And if you look at like future draft class, I don't know how often you'll keep seeing these big guys with such a 
dominant paint presence because there's a lot of bigger guards that are coming out, but Evan Mobley's like kind of a true big, just not with that traditional body from back before I was born. Uh, but yeah, I'd go with Evan Mobley. But if they did go with Jalen Suggs, I think that'd be a great pick as well because I'd rather see Kevin Porter playing the two instead of the one. And I think Jalen Suggs, we've seen it in the tournament against Baylor. He was the only guy on the court who really seemed like he belonged when it comes to athleticism and just his competitiveness because Gonzaga was getting blown out. But Jalen Suggs was very much a factor in the game. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd go with Mobley, but I'd love to see Jalen Suggs get picked too. Jake, where are you going second overall pick? I I I feel the same way. Like I'd be happy with either one of them, but I think the thing that I think Houston needs the most really is just kind of a dominant force in the paint. And I think we've missed when Capella left. Like you see what he's doing at Atlanta now, and I think he's a good comparison for Mobley. And I just I you know just the rebounding force, the paint force. I think it's something that Houston could really benefit with. Um, and you know, I, obviously I take Suggs, but I do think that Porter needs to get as many minutes as he can because he can only get better. I miss Clint Capella. I do I too. Him. I feel like he's like a long lost brother for the the Rockets fan base. Like you he see grew stats up... for uh, his, his last game. He was like twenty oh, twenty four points, twenty something rebounds. It's insane. He's sick, right? Yeah. Like I miss him. Like I feel like you know we deserve to go get a meal together. You know, like I, I feel like <laughs> you know, like him and I, like we were buddy buddy. Um. But let me ask you this, right? And this may be just a that off the wall kind of question. Are you a jersey guy? Like buying jerseys? Yeah, like are you uh you know a a jersey guy? Um, I'd say somewhat. I used to be more when I was younger. Now my parents don't buy my jerseys anymore and players leave teams very often. That's fair. So <laughs> it's a little tough, but I do enjoy a good jersey. I'm actually thinking about getting some and hanging them on a wall. So probably not wearing them, but if I just get them framed, then definitely. Okay, so the reason why I'm asking this question is because I feel like I was traumatized with the amount of James Harden memorabilia that I purchased. Mm-hmm. So now my next Rockets jersey, I don't know who it is. Of the current roster, if you had to buy a jersey, whose jersey are you buying and why? I'd buy – it's going to be biased, but I'd buy Kevin Porter Jr.'s uh, just because okay. we're from the same area and – I've just watched him for so long and seen how he's always had that confidence, even that he plays with now, how he has like a bounce to him where he looks like he feels like he's the best player on the court, even if he's not. And sometimes that could be a bad thing because guys just chuck up shots. But with him, he's still like trying to get guys involved. Like he's just a commanding force. And for me watching him so long, like way back in high school, it's just super cool. To, when I found out that he was going to the Rockets, I was super excited because I'm like, I write about this team. I'm going to get to see him all the time just playing and developing. And he's honestly surprised me. I didn't know he'd uh, produce this much this year. But it'd definitely be Kevin Porter Jr. Jake, where are you going? Uh, see, I like Porter Jr. I think I'd probably go Tate. I think that's yeah. – uh, I think, you know, I just – you know, he, he just the the how much he tries for this team. I think really, you know, a lot of the Houston fans just see it and love it. And I, you know, it's hard for me to get jerseys out here because, like, by the time they get here, they've, the players already gone somewhere else anyway. So, <laughs> but 
uh, I do plan on getting, hopefully, getting a jersey for this season, but we'll see. But Tate's my pick. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm leaning towards Anthony Lamb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'm kidding. Uh, but I honestly feel like Jay Sean Tate is probably it. Like Jay Sean yeah. Tate to me has just been such a. How did the rest of the league miss out on this guy? Like, where was everybody with Jay Sean Tate? How in the world was this guy not signed to a team before the Rockets got him? No idea. It's shocking to me. Like, he's the prototypical guy that you want on your team at this point. Uh, But, Ray, I want to touch on something that that you said. You feel like Kevin Porter Jr. is not a point guard. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's a a relatively hot take. Do you want to expand on that? Yeah, so I think he does facilitate what you like to see at the point guard position. But with him, I feel like I don't know. I think I just prefer him in the shooting guard role and have someone else who's dishing a lot more because he's a really good scorer. And obviously Houston got used to having a really good scorer who could also facilitate. But Kevin Porter Jr. also isn't quite on that level yet. And I think it might stunt his growth trying to put him into that position so fast because there is a lot of good point guards in this league. And there are a lot of good, there are a lot of them that are good on defense. A lot of them are good on offense. And I think it might kind of, slow him down a little bit because he has to worry about too much but just watching him in high school he was more of a shooting guard role and he also went to high school with DeJounte Murray so yeah that's another NBA guy who was playing point guard but he just to me he seems more comfortable in the shooting guard role so that's why I kind of feel that way. Jake do you agree or do you have a counterpoint? It's an interesting um, point because I think, like, depending on like, if we do get Mobley as well, like, uh, then it'll be interesting to see if, like, if John Wall sticks around, will he stay at point guard? Which means that obviously Porter will stay at shooting guard. If John Wall goes, does that mean Porter starts at point guard? Like, I don't know. I, I do think he's comfortable at the shooting guard uh, position, but I don't know. I, it's interesting because he's good at passing. So, like, I want him to be the facilitator, but I don't know. That's a good. I don't know. I, I, I guess I could. I guess I could agree with it to an extent. This, it's another reason why I feel like this draft for the Rockets will shape the next five to ten years of this franchise. Mm. Because I feel like, are we all on the same page that Cade Cunningham would be the point guard of this team? Or is he yeah. not? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, okay. yeah. To get Cade Cunningham, that's that we, we're answering our own questions, right? Like, he's the point guard, Kevin Porter Jr. is your two. Or your shooting guard, but I think they would share the role. But that, to me, like... I, maybe I'm in the minority. I feel like if you get the number one pick, obviously you take Cunningham. But I feel like you're going to stunt the growth of Kevin Porter Jr. And this, Ray, is why I ask you, because I feel like if you're taking the ball out of his hands, he's not going to be as effective. He's mm-hmm. not a three-point shooter, I don't feel like, to impact the game consistently that way. That's why I feel like if you get Cade Cunningham, I think you have a very interesting dilemma on this team. And – I would still take it, but that's why Mobley to me is the pick. I feel like Mobley Mobley helps mold the rest of this roster in a way that none of the other players in this draft can. That's mm-hmm. where I stand with the draft. And I think it that's an interesting point because there's so whoever gets the number one pick, there's going to be so much pressure to draft Cade Cunningham. And in reality it might just be he fits or someone else fits better. Like if Houston gets the number one pick, maybe 
Evan Mobley just fits better than Cade Cunningham. But if they don't draft Cade Cunningham and then Cade Cunningham turns out to be all that he's hyped up to be, then it's going to be like a big mistake that everybody talks about for years. But when it comes to fit, it might be better. Like you're saying, I feel the same way that it'd be better to get Mobley because then you're taking the ball out of Kevin Porter Jr.'s hand. And if Kevin Porter Jr. is getting the ball less then Jay Sean Tate's getting the ball less and it's like, it becomes a gradual thing down the roster. So sometimes I guess it might be better to end up with the two pick than the one pick, because then you kind of have the freedom to go with who you want when there's such a, like everyone thinks that one guy's going to go number one. And obviously I think Jake, as we get closer to the draft, we'll be, we'll do a deeper dive into it, but that's why I think this summer to me is a really big pivot point for ownership of this Rockets franchise. Like, Tillman Fertitta has got to show the franchise that he's willing to spend the money to put a winner on the court. And I don't know if he's willing to do that. You know, he's got to supplement this team with some more legit NBA talent. Anthony Lamb, love you, guy. You are not NBA talent at this point. You belong in the G League. Like, you, you don't belong anywhere near an NBA roster. They've got to find some guys to replace guys like Anthony Lamb. And I don't know... If that's free agency, I think it's more of in the draft. They could have three first-round picks. This team is going to look entirely different next year, and I'm excited to see it. Mm -hmm. I I am too. I I think another thing as well is, like, you know, Ruffalo Stone has brought us a future with our picks, and I think Tillman just needs to, you know, just help him in this situation to get this team back to being competitive. And I think he just needs to, you know, like, just – pay the people that we should stay and you know just make the right changes for this team to help the guys that we have already and you know just to because Ruffalo Stone said he wants a quick turnaround in, t- in terms of uh, rebuild and that can only be possible if Tillman supports the team yeah so let's go to um we have a, a speaker request from Mauricio Mauricio you are on with the Hebrew Hammer Mr. Ray Lucas and Jake Mountford how are you sir I'm good. I'm glad that the Rockets won tonight. Same. What you got for us? Um, who's who's the big name in free agency besides John Collins this year? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, most notably, it's probably it's very guard driven. Um, I know Andre Drummond is going to be a free agent from the center position, but Chris Paul uh, is going to be a free agent this summer. Um, let me see here. Yeah, but those, are, those, I mean, I think it's it's it, that's the those are the bigger names. Kawhi Leonard, I know, is going to be a free agent. Uh, Mike Conley is a free agent. Kyle Lowry, Demar Derozan, uh, Otto Porter Jr. It's so funny if you look at the top ten free agents according to Spot Track. Three of them have played for the Rockets. You've got Goran Dragic, Victor Oladipo, Kyle Lowry, and Chris Paul. I think that four of the top ten have been Rockets, so that's weird. Um, yeah, those are probably some of the bigger names. Kelly Olynyk, obviously. J.J. Redick, Will Barton. Did so, the Rockets try to get Kawhi for like a small forward position? Absolutely not. Because I feel like Kawhi Leonard would not waste his time with a rebuild at this point in his career. Um. If that happens, I mean, every Rocket fan needs to go buy a lottery ticket because something's going down down in society if Kawhi Leonard is coming here. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I think it's – and Ray and and Jake, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. 
I feel like of all the guys we just talked about, it's John Collins or Bust for this team. I think that's mm. the only big <laughs> step forward that the Rockets can take with free agency. Yeah, I definitely agree. I was so is this is going to sound crazy depending on how you feel about the player, but I think definitely John Collins is the guy who would make the biggest difference. But is Lonzo Ball a restricted free agent this year? I believe he is because I feel uh, like if there was a point guard that you was going to bring to Houston that's not necessarily going to take shots out of yeah, he's restricted. Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, so I feel like if there was a point guard that you was going to bring to Houston, that's not going to like stunt the growth. It's going to be him, and I think it helps a lot if you get John Collins too. I don't but know how realistic he, that is, but there's. But then he has to split up the minutes with DJ Augustine, or is his contract up this year? No, DJ DJ Augustine is signed for one more uh, season. I feel like Lonzo Ball is a really interesting name, but I feel like he's going to get big money this offseason. I don't know why. I don't I don't think the world of John or of Lonzo Ball. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's great. Mm-hmm. But, but, Ray, you're saying that a guy who would be more of a facilitator for Kevin Porter Jr. and not take shots away from a guy like Jay Sean Tate or uh, Kevin Porter Jr., is that what you're – yeah, pretty much, and also fits the fits the rebuild because um, a yeah. younger player. It's not like he's looking to win any championships anytime soon. So I think he fits in re- well. But I also think he'll get big money. There's going to be some teams that are really interested in him, especially teams that come up short this postseason. So it'll be tough. But I guess we'll just wait and see. Yeah, um, but uh, Mauricio, thank you so much for the question. We we appreciate it very much. Um, kind of putting a bow on this game tonight. Um, I mean, the minute allocation, can somebody please explain to me what the hell is going on with Avery Bradley and why he's playing 30-plus minutes a game? Because I just uh, don't get it. No, neither. I, like, why are, why are we not playing uh, the, the new kid, Jeffries? Is that, is that his name, Jeffries? Yeah, Jeffries. Yeah, Daquan Jeffries. You bring him here for what? If he's not going to play, it just it doesn't make sense to me. You look at a, a night like tonight, Avery Bradley, 34 minutes? 34 minutes, yeah, that is crazy. What's going on with him? That just doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah, he beats me. <laughs> even, uh, I mean, Ray, can you try and, and figure out, you know, what he's doing? And especially with a guy like Armani Brooks, he got 26 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. which he's playing more than 26 minutes at this point. He's your best shooter. He spreads the floor. He does so much for this roster. I just don't get what Avery Bradley does. Yeah, maybe he's an on-court leader because at this point, it's not like they're playing him trying to have him boost his trade value because the deadline's passed. So I don't necessarily know what they're doing with him, but maybe he's just a big leader for them. And it's it's interesting because last year he was playing so great, and this year he hasn't been nearly the same player and maybe that's due to motivation maybe that's just due to him getting older because I feel like his season with the Lakers kind of caught everybody off guard because he looked reinvented for a second but yeah I don't really understand what's going on with that Uh, I think Armani Brooks like you said he had 26 points or no 26 minutes 16 points and I feel like what can he do if he has more minutes and if because at this point it's all about the young players Mm-hmm. It's every night. It's like win, lose, 
doesn't really matter because they're building to the draft, but it's all about developing your young guys, and I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to do that. So I don't quite understand it. Jake, anything to add on top of that? I mean, like, I don't understand it. And I think that a player like Brooks getting more minutes, getting more shots is only a good thing. And if, you know, like like uh, Ray said, he could be a really good sixth man. And having Bradley play 34 minutes a game and taking minutes off players who need the minutes as most, I don't, I don't really understand it. And I hope that, you know, with the players like like Brooks who are proving that they need to play good minutes every night, I think he's hopefully his minutes do diminish slowly. But I don't know. I mean, without with the players we've got out, I, you know, I, I, he probably will be you know starting the games that Wall don't start on back to backs. So I don't think it's the last we're going to see of Bradley getting thirty plus minutes. Unfortunately. So I'm looking at some of the quotes post game, and I feel like going back to the the Canadian hammer himself, Kelly Olynyk. I feel like we're in that weird, awkward dating stage with Kelly Olynyk. Like we're going out on dates, everything is going well, but then like when we finally get a, you know get the nerve to ask him to you know to make this thing official, he's gonna leave us at the altar. That's what it feels like, you know. Like he's so happy. He's like, oh my god, Silas' system is great. I feel like you know I I have all this freedom on the court, all this. I'm like, yeah, it's great. You know, sign your contract extension. I feel mm-hmm. like he's gonna leave us at the altar though. Do you think he just knows the right things to say in the situation he's in? I do because I think he's the I think he's a professional's professional. Yeah, that's like, a good that's a good point. <clears throat> you know, he's the guy that just he showed up. He's like, look, like he goes from a team with the Heat that are is going to compete. I feel like in the East, I don't think they're going to win the East, but I feel like they're good enough to win in the first round and get to a second round matchup. Like to move from that, um, you know, to a team that's in full rebuild mode. I think it takes. You know, a a pretty you know pretty big guy. You know, with a you know with a good work ethic to come in here and play the way that he's played. Do you agree with that, Ray? Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Uh, definitely, a professional is a professional. And I think he's also just a guy that really loves playing basketball, and so every opportunity that he has, he's going to take it the same way and just be grateful for it. But yeah, I could see the leaving. Um, at the alt- leaving you at leaving us, I guess, at the altar, because he looks like a guy who's playing for a contract, whether it's an mm. extension or whether it's from someone else, and it's like kind of the montage point, like you were saying, like the music's going good, or seeing like random clips of just eating ice cream together and all that, and then all of a sudden he's not on the team next year. So we're eating uh, ice is- cream together. What are we eating, right? What kind of ice <laughs> cream is being eaten by Kelly Olynyk? I mean, and- my personal favorite is probably. Oreo, okay. but I'm also lactose intolerant, so maybe that wasn't the best <laughs> example. <laughs> All right, so let's sum this up. We've got lactose intolerant Rockets fans eating Oreo ice cream with Kelly Olenek. <laughs> we're sitting here, we're doing, you know, we're watching Netflix. It's going well, and then boom, lactose intolerance kicks in, and he leaves us and goes somewhere else. Fantastic! <laughs> Thanks, Ray. <laughs> ruining my night. Just uh, doing my part. <laughs> Thanks, Ray, so much. You should, I, hopefully you don't guarantee victory like you did last time, and then we lose by 74 points. Uh, yeah, that was terrible. That was really <laughs> – and then it was like – I think they won a game after that and then lost that – went on that really long losing streak. So I okay. felt really bad. I was like maybe not that many people listen to the podcast, but yikes. Well, yeah, the, no, the numbers are, are pretty strong despite you uh, guaranteeing victory. 
Uh, Rockets play the Miami Heat tomorrow. What's a couple things to look for uh, for you guys? We'll start with Jake and then move to Ray. What are y'all looking for in the game tomorrow uh, night against the twenty-nine and twenty-eight Miami Heat? Unfortunately, Vic's out, so we don't oh, get there's that. Doc Victor Oladipo's yeah. not playing the game. Color yeah. surprise. <laughs> exactly. So that's a shame. I mean. It's going to be interesting. It's, it's, I mean, Miami's always tough, and even with injuries, you know, they have they're such a deep team. I, I, I don't know. As, as, as I said, like with most games, as long as we're competitive, that's that's all that matters to me. I just want to get blown out. It's just you know, it's just depressing watching that, and especially for me, it's up early hours in the morning watching it. You know, it's just like it's the last thing I want to see. I just want to see a good game. Mm-hmm. Ray, what about you? Um, I think so with. Kevin Porter Jr., there's been two things. It's been inconsistency, and it's been three-point shooting. Tonight, he went four for seven from three, so that shows progress right there. So I want to see if he can consistently rattle off some big games because he had, what, 22 tonight and a pretty efficient game, eight for five or eight for 15, sorry, from the field. And he'll be matched up with Jimmy Butler at times, so that's not going to be an easy guy to score on. So I want to see how he takes that challenge, um, how he handles, like just seeing his progression as a player because you got to do it every night in this league. So I feel like if we win tomorrow night, that's a winning streak, which I don't believe we've had in about four months is what it feels like. So I don't know what that would feel like if we win tomorrow. Uh, But I'm excited for the game tomorrow. Hopefully we win. We probably won't. Uh, Ray, do you want to go on record uh, guaranteeing a victory or no? I would like to decline that opportunity, but thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, here the at the Dream Take, we are all about giving people. Oh yeah, a that was a good point. He <laughs> said, "What if I, I do the opposite?" Okay, are you going to guarantee a loss? I oh, uh, that's kind of harsh. Um, I guarantee. No, no, I'm not going to do it. That's okay. Well, let's say this: <laughs> Do you want to guarantee that there will be a game tomorrow? Yeah, I, I guarantee that we will see. You're never allowed to guarantee every, anything ever again. <laughs> Do you I guarantee, guarantee that, that we will see shoot, like at least more than four threes tomorrow? Ooh, that's a good yeah, one. I'll, I'll go with that. I yeah. guarantee that Armani Brooks will shoot at least four three pointers. Yeah, not yeah. make, but shoot. I really hope he only shoots three. So that I, way, I don't know what I'll do. Ray and be like, ha, you're wrong again. Over Do you really you. want to see that, Michael? Or do you want to see him shoot? <laughs> I mean, if it's up to me, I want to see Armani Brooks shoot like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just get the ball and just throw it at the throw it at the rim, like, and see if it goes in. He is probably the second prettiest jumper I have ever seen in my life. I'm not even kidding you. It's so smooth, man. It's so smooth. He's just like, as soon as you release it, like that's going in. Well, I mean, in only to mine, but that's the <laughs> point. I mean, I see footage of that. Which community center uh, rec league in 2014 and three point percentage? So. You know, that's oh. basically the same thing with what Armani Brooks is doing, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. All right. Well, on that note, I think we can uh, go ahead and wrap this show up. Jake, I thank you so much for hopping on as you usually do and kind of leading no the problem. chart here with uh, Ray and I. Ray, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on. You are always welcome back anytime you are free, my man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I will be back soon. School is almost over, so. It's on the way. <laughs> well, the, I would tell you the dream it take is much more important than school, but I would probably be wrong. Uh, once again, <laughs> this is an episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take. 
podcast recapping tonight's beautiful score of 114 to 110. The Rockets defeat the Disney World Magic. You can check out the Dream Take on Twitter at the Dream Take. Make sure to follow the mothership of the Dream Take, the Dream Shake on Twitter at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow my personal Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Ray, where can we find you on Twitter, my man? At Raymond Lucas Jr. Fantastic. While you are done on Twitter, go over to Facebook, follow the Dream Shake by searching the Dream Shake. We will come out with our scheduling shows at some point tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.